Catarola Kipper and Born. The Catarola Kipper. They would call Can you Catarola because you're solid as a rock. Can we go from real Kipper to Catarola Kipper? <laughs> I think we can. The brand is strong. It is strong. See, and now I, uh, Sammy's giving me all crap because I said Scotty Upshaw and it's Upshaw, yeah. and we're talking Jays, and I'm thinking Willie Upshaw <laughs> and not Willie Upshaw. Uh, See what j- you did to me, Sammy? Just as a quick, uh, yeah, I saw. This is a quick uh, tease for tomorrow. After four o'clock, we'll be giving get away leaf tickets again tomorrow on Real Kipper and Born. After four o'clock. For Saturday night against the Boston Bruins. And if you can believe it, Sheldon Keefe's first coaching job against the Boston Bruins, which is hard to believe. Really? Yes, sir. Wild. Is Shanif still eligible? No. Poor, sorry, Shanif, you're out. But tomorrow at 4 o'clock, we're giving away Leafs ticks for Saturday night versus the Bruins. Doesn't get much better than that, so make sure you're listening. Okay, and if that's coming off a big Tampa Bay win. Ooh, those tickets are hot. Those are actually really expensive should, tickets. Uh, that'll be away. a good game. Sammy, do I have to do the read for that? Is that next show I have to do that? I mean, you can, maybe, if you want. Is it now or yeah, the no, next it's, show? It's, it's tomorrow. Okay, I'll practice. All right, attaboy. Get that mirror ready. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. So you're doing reads right now? I don't know. Next show, not now. Now, why would you suggest that you read it? Well, because I got an Cause email Sammy's, from someone that says, Sammy can someone do a better reads? read than Sammy? <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, that's rude. <laughs> Uh, Not like it's on cue cards. More feeling. <laughs> well, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's bailed us out. So we'll hey. see, see if I can do a better job. No, no, you're it. Well, what do you mean? You're not going to do we're it? We're down to Derek. <laughs> we should have Derek do it. Derek, <laughs> I want you to do the reading. Tomorrow if, he's in. If JB stinks and nobody nobody wants the tickets, then we're down to Derek. All right. I will be the best replacement level I can be. <laughs> Okay, we'll take that. Uh, okay, judging by that voice right now. No? More feeling, more feeling. <laughs> Derek. We'll work on in between. I will be the best I can be. There you go. All right. There you go. We got Scotty. Scotty, save me from myself. I got you, Kipper. What's How are going you? on, boys? How are things going? Uh, things are good. But, boys, believe it or not, I just got off the ice. I'm out here Ooh. skating with a couple... Uh, with a couple beauties here in Orange County, I'm getting ready for uh, for a, a, an event next weekend um, in New York for a buddy of mine, Chris Deshup, who's been suffering from ALS. So uh, a bunch of us are going to do a little charity game. We got Henrik Lundqvist, myself, Joffrey Lupul, Jimmy Dowd, bunch of good guys from the you know New Jersey area. So really excited about that. But I got to get the, the legs going again. It's been a while. I got to tell you, boys. All star lineup right there. So are you uh, like a one a week type of guy? You get more in because the legs go quick after uh, your NHL career. Not as fast as the wife, but the legs go quick. (laughs) I'll tell you this. Uh, Down the stretch of my NHL career, Kipper, I I was known as Scotty Optional. I would take optional (laughs) practices. I I love it. I would take those optional practices every time I could. You know, you got to save the legs for the game. You know, the Mario Lemieux kind of uh, yeah, theory. So, um, you know, it's been a while. I got to tell you, I think I've skated twice in the last year. Now, I work out. I do yoga. I, you know, I like to mix it up, play some beach volleyball. But as far as skating is concerned, it, it goes fast. 
It, I tell you, it goes fast. Honestly, though, how does it feel when you get out there? Is it like a reminder, like, God, I was, I'm pretty awesome at this. Like, I, I mean, I wasn't at the, the level of you and Kipper, but I still get out there and feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn good at this sport. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know about Kipper, but I, I told my buddy Larry Flowers, who's, uh, you know, he's, he's a pretty well-known hockey guy. He thinks he won the Stanley Cup solely for the St. Louis Blues when the Play Gloria song came on. But uh, I, I told him the other day, I'm like, I got to be honest. I feel explosive out here. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I can do this. I'm like, I, I feel great. Like, I, I, I might have to put this thing together because, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers are inducting, as, as you guys might know, Paul Holmgren and Rick Tockett into the St. Louis or into, sorry, the Philadelphia Hall of Fame here in two weekends. And they're doing a, they're doing a black and orange game there. So, yeah, I mean, all star lineups. So, Simone Gagne, Scott Hartnell, Danny Briere, Hatcher, um, you know, Eric Lindros, Kipper, a couple of the old timers are out there. And they might just need a guy, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers, you know, if they get depleted and they see me out there flying around, who knows what happens. I did a charity event for the first time in uh, almost two years out east uh, with Lindros and Brad May. And I left there and I said, I stink. Oh, no. You're no, there really bad. Like, did I actually play in at one time <laughs> the greatest league in the world? Because it is completely gone but there is a part of me during this event that i i I could watch guys on the other team and think i could still want to hurt you (laughs) you that part doesn't leave it doesn't i can be on the ice for like 30 seconds and see a guy and go yeah i i could want to hurt you right now but I, i i couldn't catch him scotty i know that and then kipper and then the rest of them you're like I could drink beers with you guys on the road, no question. <laughs> so if I was still playing and we were winning hockey games, this group of guys would be having a lot of fun together on the road. There's no question about that. So yeah. I, I do miss that. I, I bet you I speak for the both of us. I do miss the road with the guys and, you know, getting to have a nice glass of wine and a uh, nice steak at a nice steakhouse. You know, those are, those are the days, boys. You got a good thing going with the, uh, the missing curfew. Um, what are some of your thoughts uh, early this season? What's, what's been some of the topics that, uh, that have, uh, you've been focused on the last little while, Scotty? Yeah, well, you know, Shane O'Brien and myself, we, we really enjoy what we're doing. We're, you know, we're in the studio down here in Newport Beach, and uh, we really enjoy talking about hockey. And, you know, there's just so much in and around the game to talk about, so many exciting things. You know, the game is so fast nowadays. There's so many young players. And, you know, I, I really like the uh, – I really like to focus on, you know, the youth and the speed and, and, you know, just how great our game is compared to other sports and, and, you know, how quickly we're, we're evolving. Um, you know, some of our young athletes and you guys got a couple there in Toronto with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And yeah, I bet you Mitch Marner would probably be hoping to be playing a little bit better nowadays, but um, you know, these young kids have such an opportunity to take this game to another stratosphere. And uh, you know, it's really something that you know, through my generation, the 2000s, 2010, you know, we had Sidney Crosby, we had Alex Ovechkin, but now, you know, now we have ESPN, now we have TNT really trying to, you know, promote our game and, and make it, you know, something that young kids, uh, you know, whether it's in Southern California or Phoenix or South Florida, um, you know, there's such an opportunity to build this game from, from grassroots and, and that's important for, for USA and for, you know, uh, the global reach of hockey, you know, the Olympics coming up. I think that's a big topic, uh, you know, come Christmas time, you know, who's going to be, who's going to be, you know, put where, what team Canada will look like so many exciting pieces to that. 
But, uh, you know, we often talk about penalties. You know, we, Ovi and I are old school guys. We like the rough stuff. We like, you know, if a guy wants to get to the front of net, you know, to the front of the net, we, you know, you, you should be punished still a little bit. So a lot of the cross checks and the, and the stick penalties were, you know, we're not so keen on. And we had Tim Peel on our podcast yesterday, and, you know, he was giving a great honest opinion on some body checks, the one on Bo Byram uh, the other day, and then, uh, you know, the one here um, on Zegris, uh, you know, the other day as well. So we really just evaluate kind of things as they come. We talk about, you know, we, we often put people on the milk carton or teams on the milk carton, and we've got the Calgary Flames off of their, you know, early early slump. Uh, now they're rolling. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are, are buzzing. So, you know, we like to focus on the West. Uh, that, that's our forte. And, you know, we have fun doing it. And, I, and we got a lot of great feedback from our fans and from the people that follow Missing Curfew who, you know, really enjoy that locker room feel and that locker room talk. Kipper, you know what it's like when, you know, you go into the dressing room either before practice or after a game and you're sitting, you know, yeah, just, you know, shooting it with the, with the guys. Ah. That's kind of the feel that – that's the feel we have with, with missing curfew. So, you know, we, we honor that and we try to bring the fans, uh, try to bring them into the dressing room. Yeah, that's great. That's, you know, ideally uh, we, we know a guest is comfortable when they swear on our show and we feel like you were so close to it. That would have been wonderful. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you mentioned talking about penalties and where things are at around the league. Uh, have you seen the three PK incident, uh, PK Subban incidents of slew footing or near slew footing? He got fined for a second time for it yesterday. And if so, what are your thoughts on uh, on those? Uh, God, I, I don't want to call them accidents. I want to say no, no, dirty I'll plays. Call them bad habits. Yeah, but sure. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Scotty? I think we got to tell PK to move his feet a little more. You know, the game is getting fast, and and you got to keep up to these young kids. The, uh, listen, I was actually texting. He's in Newport Beach right now um, with one of my good friends, Frosty, the trainer in New Jersey. Um, so I was reaching out to them, trying to you know give him some dinner recommendations and all that, and he said. You know, geez, I might not be playing Friday. I got a hearing, and then you know, he lo and behold, he said, "I am playing. I just got fined fifteen thousand bucks." And and you know, that's enough to make him you know work on the foot speed and work on you know getting out of the corners a little fast. I thought the one on Revo in preseason was just a little unfortunate. You know, Revo's a big guy. But he's got size fifteen feet. He tried to kind of step over him, and what what. I would consider, you know, it was just an unfortunate play. Kind of looked like a slew foot, but, um, you know, two honest players. P.K. Subban's not a not a dirty player, but you're right, Kipper. Maybe he changes his habits a little bit. And he doesn't find himself putting his team down like that. Yeah, something's going on, though. It's almost a, a subconscious. Uh, I don't know whether in the past he's he's done it, but it hasn't ended up that people are falling backwards. But there is something going on there that just is, is making him feel like he's got to move his feet, uh, but not in a way that obviously progresses your your momentum, but actually takes people's feet from underneath them. I wonder if this is something that he's had in his game in the past, but never really caught. Yeah, like it's it's tricky, but if it, if it, if it happens over and over again, it becomes a habit. It's, you know, it, it's like the can opener effect, right? Like the Robin Regeer used to go wide on Robin Regeer when we were, when we were younger and he only did it one time because the second time hurt way more than the first, you know, he'd put his stick in between your legs and, and, you know, push you into the wall and, you know, the old can opener effect. And that just, that was a hockey play back then. Now, you know, these kids go into these corners. And when I say kids, I mean, the league is just so fast and so dynamic and, and the edge work is, 
is something I, I could never keep up to these kids in practice. If we had to do those extra drills after, after practice, I would just kind of hide in the corner because I would get exposed like no one's business um, <laughs> with, with edge work. So a kid goes into the corner now with his back to you. He turns one way, turns the other, he's gone. P.K. Subban, you can kind of see the Zegras play where he goes in and he's putting his hand on him, trying to contain him. But you're right, his foot does, you know, he leads with like a kicking motion. And that's going to, you know, it's going to result in penalties, in this case, in a fine. And you, you can't have it if, if a kid gets hurt and falls back on his head and, and is out with a concussion. I mean, that's, that's supplementary, uh, you know, that's, that's going to be a penalty. You know, one of the you know things you mentioned here was the the stars here on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they do have a couple of those evasive guys, and you know Marner and Matthews and Tavares and Nylander, obviously all very good players, uh, but they haven't had the success uh, that's been expected of such big names so far. You know, we are a Maple Leaf show, so we like to get people's takes on them. What are your thoughts on what this Maple Leafs team is? You know what, I think they're just a little bit lost in finding their um, you know their mojo and you know, who they are, uh, you know, as an entity, um, they're, they're built, you know, they're built from four or five years now of, of, of thorough kind of, uh, algorithms and whatever you want to call it, you know, they pay their top five guys, you know, two thirds of their salary and they, they put pieces in that would hope one would hope could get them over the hump. Um, what we saw last year for the Oilers getting swept by Winnipeg in the playoffs, you need to, you need to have a depth, you need to have depth and, and you need to have, you know, energy and role players in your lineup to go far in the playoffs come time, you know, come crunch time. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are just, you know, they're, they're missing something. They're missing something that, you know, Freddie Anderson going to Carolina and starting off nine and oh, you know, could Toronto use him? You know, did they, did they kind of give up on him? Was it too much pressure there? You know, does the media, do you guys create too much pressure for these guys? It's, you know, there's there's something that that's going on, um, and it would be nice to figure it out. It'd be nice for hockey to figure it out. So these Toronto Maple Leafs can be the team that goes far in the playoffs, and you know has their star players winning Art Ross trophies and and the Hart Trophy. And you know it's such a competitive league. So many young great players. And when I when I see Austin Matthews, I see one of the most dynamic goal scorers of uh, of the century. And uh, you, you need to build around him. You need to give him opportunities to. Um, you know, to, to play for the Stanley Cup, I often say about Connor McDavid, he needs to be someone that's bringing his team to the next level to be the best hockey player in the world. And, um, you know, so far Edmonton and Toronto just just need a little bit more. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, and you just mentioned you and Obi a little old school. I really thought last year, do you remember the game the Leafs went in and, and totally shut down Connor McDavid and there was real talk that this team's for real? And there was also a sense, uh, Scotty, that this team could be one of those teams that a lot of people don't like because they're young, they're good, they're getting a little cocky, a little arrogant, they had a strut. I don't do we even have a team like that? Do we is that just wishful thinking on my part that you end up with a, a team that you could really not like cheer against uh or are we beyond that now because past decades we've had it in basketball and baseball and other leagues but i i I look around the league right now and gee they're all seem like nice people (laughs) yeah well no one's scared to play toronto right no one's coming in there going we're going to get our butts kicked tonight like this is going to be so hard you know this game's going to wear on us um 
you know, do, do I think Toronto needs like Wayne Simmons and guys like Nick Ritchie and, you know, Cossie to be like these guys that just wear you down and, and, you know, Jake Muzzin to be a guy that you just can't get by. And if you do try to get to the front of that, you're going to feel pain. And then every time, you know, the puck's on our, on our, you know, our top guy's stick, like John Tavares, if the puck is on John Tavares and he starts to take over games like he should, then it's like, oh man, we got to play the Leafs tonight. Like we got to go into, you know, Air Canada Center and we're going to get thumped, you know, and that, that's not the feeling throughout the league, at least what I see. Uh, It's not like a, you know, uh, here we go, guys. We're going in to play the San Jose Sharks of 2010, and they're going to just throw eight on us, and good luck getting anything by, you know, their goalie. Like, it's yeah, it's not something that's talked about in the league, and it needs to. They've, um, you know, they've done a good job of putting these pieces together, but now it needs to be these young stars, whether they're cocky or confident, they need to go in and be, you know, all-star tight caliber players and, and really try to take over games and ultimately winning's everything in this league. And if you don't win, it doesn't matter if you're getting paid $10 million a year or $11 million a year. You don't feel good. You know, yeah, your bank account gets bigger, but, you know, it's not like you're having a good time when you can't go out to Cactus Club and, and you know, sit there and enjoy a few beers because everyone's looking at you like, are you guys going to win a game here? You know, it's and it's early. But, you know, five, ten games into the season, Toronto's – Toronto's in a fishbowl and they need to, you know, they need to get their stuff together to, uh, uh, you know, to live up to the the talent that they have. Scotty, you mentioned you're in Newport Beach there. I imagine you're paying attention to the Kings quite a bit. That's, uh, you know, I've got a couple of buddies that live out there too. The the Kings had some high, uh, high, higher expectations, yet they came out and started one, five and one here in Toronto. The Kings come to town in five days. Monday, uh, they, they come on in and, you know, young talent. They brought in Arvidsson. They brought, brought in Deneau. Where are the Kings at in their progression between rebuilding and actually getting competitive? Yeah, I don't see as much of the Kings as I do. Um, you know, I follow Getsy and Shattenkirk here with the Ducks. But, you know, you got to like the start that, you know, Kopitar and Doughty have had. You know, Doughty's out with an injury now, unfortunately. But, you know, right off the hop, you put L.A., you know, down in the bottom of the toilet bowl here in the West. You know, just thinking. You know, are they are they built for? You know, are they built for an eighty-two game season? Do they have any more playoff runs in them? You know, do these guys that you know they're key guys? They played a lot of hockey over you know over the last ten years. Do they still have it? But um, you, you got to just like kind of the you know the makeup of them. Um, Kent base, you know, having a bounce back year. I thought he kind of fell off last year. Uh, Kapari, I like the way that kid plays as a, as a two-way centerman. They're you know they have tools. And anytime you're playing in L.A. and you're feeling that mojo, which Toronto's missing, I mean, life's good. So uh, be expecting them to be in Toronto, you know, their first game back in, in, in Canada for a lot of those guys. You know, expect them to really kind of bring the game. Is that Saturday night? It's a Monday night, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, Monday night or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, anytime these, you know, it's been such a long year with COVID, as you guys well know. You know, I'm sure you're doing this from your home offices and, you know, things are, things are long. But for hockey, you're, these guys are excited to get back in these buildings again, to cross the border and, and see their family and play hockey in front of their family and friends again. And those, so many great opportunities for, for that kind of experience, um, you know, for these visiting teams. And maybe that's why, like, teams like Toronto are getting, you know, just bulldozed, and not so much bulldozed, but, you know, getting hit by surprise because so many people are excited to come back to Canada and play in front of uh, – you know, that hockey night in Canada feel again. It's got to be, it's got to feel great for these guys. Hey, Scotty, if, uh, 
if Eichel doesn't end up in, in Calgary or Vegas, uh, does Getsy think he's getting him in Anaheim? I don't know if Bob Murray is the guy to pull off a Jack Eichel trade. I, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, Jack Eichel is too good of a hockey player to be sitting on the sidelines, and whether it's, you know, the ownership and the Pagula family kind of handcuffing him to making this decision or um, or management, I, I, you know, I just want this kid to get healthy again. He's got a lot of good people in his corner telling him, you know, do this and do that, and we'll get you better. Um, and then for me, like <clears> – <throat> Vegas is a perfect spot. They need power play help. They need a dynamic score. Jack Eichel, to me, is a great Las Vegas Golden Knight uh, player. I think they can uh, they can brand this kid like no one's business there. So I'd like to see him out west. Um, you know, he's such a dynamic player. I got to play against him for a couple years. And even hearing Ryan, a guy like Ryan O'Reilly speak about a young Jack Eichel and the way you know, he, he takes two strides in his own zone and he beats everyone up the ice with his legs still standing still because of his edge work is uh, it's a special talent and I want to see him get healthy and, and hopefully play for the Olympic team. I, I don't think it'll happen, but the NHL needs Jack Eichel back in there. And uh, you know, we're all looking forward to the next you know couple of weeks here till American Thanksgiving. Hopefully something will be done. There, there is, there has been a lot of talk about in terms of Jack Eichel off the ice or, or just the lack of leadership that he's shown so far and we've heard it, Scotty, selfish player, whatever. But would that be any concern for you at all? Uh, um, I know his makeup. I don't know him. Uh, I don't obviously know what's going on inside his head, but I know that there's a hungry player who's getting, um, you know, he's been being paid a lot of money. He hasn't been surrounded with, with championship quality, uh, you know, quality players or management or teams for that matter. Um, so do I think a, a guy like him put in a certain situation, would he excel? Would he show signs of a, you know, of that $9 million player, that leader that, you know, a team would need? I think he's right there. I think he's a, I think he's a Boston kid with a, with an edge on his shoulder, with a chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, Buffalo to me is not a place for a young kid to develop, especially the last four or five years. Uh, so I, it's tough. Ryan O'Reilly, look at what he did when he, when he left Buffalo. He kind of got, you know, he was being treated like he wasn't a leader there. He wasn't able to take care of the young guys. And then all of a sudden he goes and he becomes, you know, a Conn Smythe winner and a, and a captain of, a, of an incredible team with, you know, with incredible players and great leadership. And he, he's, you know, he's 1A. So I think Jack Eichel's in a similar boat where, um, you know, a change is good. I've been traded four or five times in my career and helped me out each time, giving me new opportunity. Um, opens up doors, and I think that's the the point we see with Jack Eichel right now. So I woke up this morning and uh, froze my ass off. So what's the temperature where you are right now? Oh, oh boys, I'm just going, I'm going to the golf course right oh, now to have a shower. Don't do home. that to us. Okay. I know it's tough, but it's uh, I'm looking at 71 degrees Fahrenheit. That's probably you know 15, 16 degrees Celsius, and I mean, life is good down here. I got my, I got my little, you know, fourteen-month-year-old girl, my girlfriend, and we, uh, you know, we're clipping on the podcast. I've uh, been working for Discovery Property, um, you know, selling some golf real estate, and you know, it, and it's good. I love watching hockey. I love spending time with my daughter, and uh, you know, Southern California, you can't really beat it. So, any, any wind? Do you you need a draw or a <laughs> or a fade today? 
Uh, today, I'm just going to just make some contact. I just played in a member guest down in Chileno Bay this weekend, and I, I cost me and my partner the, you know, it was a playoff, two teams, about 80 teams in the tournament. We got down to the final two, and I chili dipped a 60-yard pitch shot, which I don't ever do. And I, co- I, cost, I, cost us the t- I cost us the match and the, and the horns. It was the El Toro tournament at Chileno Bay. I cost my, my team the horns, so I got to go work on the short game. They're not there um, without you, Scotty. You know, and then we'll refocus for Friday golf. Friday golf is the money match, so I got to be I got to be on for that one. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Hey, thanks for doing this for us, Scotty. All right, you you, you bet, boys. Anytime, we'll make it uh, every other week if you want. Appreciate Love it. Love that man. Appreciate All right, it, Scotty Upshaw, former NHLer, co-host of Missing Curfew. So, the only thing that uh, you know with with the Jack Eichel is you, you want a room strong enough. To bring him in. Well, we're talking about this guy like he's got some terrible background behind no, him or something. No, but it is. It's. It, I I think we, he needs a fresh change. We know that. Mm-hmm. But I think if 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 he comes in and he, he's the man, I, I that's not a good thing. So I don't know. Can you create something in Vegas where he's got stone? He's got. You know, even Pacioretty with his experience to kind of alleviate. And if he can just come in and play, I I would try to get him. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just feel like there's so few elite talents in the game. You have to get them on your team and then sort out chemistry and leadership and all that sort of stuff after. Um, you know, it, it, it is interesting, though, that it might be better. I do agree. We talked about the comparison being like Taylor Hall, like, Obviously, exceptional Hart Trophy winning player. Definitely best as a guy with support around him. A team like, you know, he he wasn't able to turn any of Arizona or Buffalo or New Jersey or any of those teams into anything more than they really were. It's like Kessel. It, so He's a great supplementary guy, If right? you're looking at Eichel in Vegas, isn't right now, like, the perfect time to trade for Eichel if you're Vegas? Because it's like you're scuffling anyway. They like, can't play for, like, four months. You know, but, like, you don't, I mean, you have nobody that can play anyway. Like, I mean, yeah. you're kind of going through it right now. I don't know what they're going to have to trade to get them, but, like, I feel but like right now. you also have to make sure that you can add $10 million to your payroll. Yeah. And so and have it available when he does come back. And you're already short for another month with all these guys hurt. I don't know. It, might, it could be the worst time to trade for him right now. Yeah, they're they're in tough in Vegas. You know, they, they've had two years in a row, definitely last year, where they're in playoffs. It was like, where's the scoring on this team? So, yeah, having Eichel might take some of that heat off a little bit. I, I can see how that would make some sense. By the way, I want Scott, just one last note there. Scotty Upshaw's life sounds pretty good. Oh, yeah. The updog. Way better than ours. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Quick twirl off to the golf course for a shower round. Yeah, like playing in competitive golf how matches Scott, in Southern California. How much did he make in his career? That's, that's, it does come to mind. It's not a cheap place to live. I think Scotty did very well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say forty million. I was gonna go under forty. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is a fun I'll go game. Under we forty. Do this all of our under guests. forty million. Yeah, it's under forty million, but I mean, it's still pretty good. Thirty-two. Twenty-one. Oh, okay. Wow, I was way off. Twenty-one oh, million. Not so bad. I don't know. After taxes, eleven million. Can I live off of eleven? California. <laughs> I can assure you, California. you can. <laughs> oh, he's playing public courses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At the local muni. <laughs>
That's uh, 25 bucks. You ever heard Max Homa's story about him playing at that par three course, his home course? No. And that he's always wanted the course record, but it's a, it's a nine hole par three course. And the, the course record is nine under. They birdied every hole and he's never been able to do it. He's just got a jam. Oh, really? Yeah. So he he, he hasn't tied it. I respect that. I respect guy going out to his local course, kicking it around. Hey, Okay, a little hockey talk here, okay. please. Yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. What's going to happen in, in Florida? You know, uh, Joel Quenville, the body wasn't even cold, and I think uh, Kevin Weeks threw out uh, John Tortorella's name. And my first thought, boys, was huh? Bobrovsky, Tortorella. Like, yeah. Tortorella ripped goalie Bob. Absolutely ripped them for quitting yeah. on Columbus. They're they're unbeaten. Goalie Bob seems to be happy. Spencer Knight's coming along. They're undefeated. Are you really going to stick Tortorella in that dressing room right now? All I know is if I'm Tortorella or anyone else, I'm looking to be Dan Bilesma or is it Mike Sullivan or one of those guys who gets handed a potential Stanley Cup champion partway through and you just go, I'll, I'll not mess it up. I want to be the guy who not messes it up. What I, you know, I'm not uh, an insider by any stretch of the imagination, but I, you know, had heard that the team was told that Tortorella would not be the guy. Um, you know, interesting to see, any other potential names there that you uh, you could see heading down there? Off the top of my head, Rick Tockett. Good one. Yeah, I mean, in terms of available co- coaches, yes. there's him, uh, David Quinn, Bruce Boudreau. Um, I, I don't know. Are they the only undefeated team right now? They have been defeated, I believe. I want to. They say. lost in a shootout to the Bruins. Pretty good team. Are Pretty they good team to inherit? Are they ready? I don't see why not. I they, they can play it any way you want to play it. Um, I, I yeah, I think this is a team that has a legitimate chance to to win the Stanley Cup. So going to be fascinating to see. You know, you know, we had had some conversations on this show about what happened with the exit of Quenville, and one of the things that I don't think we expressed directly, but kind of mused about, was like, you know, how, was there money involved in the exit or whatever? Are they? Do you, do you do you just walk away? Do you walk away from your Hall of Fame career like this, and not at least still get paid? Come on. Okay. So, yeah, that's a more direct tie to it. So then, are they going to want to pay someone else? Like Andrew Brunette's there. They're having success. Like, would they not just see if they can try? Is the owner going to want to now pay another? You're going to leave it to Andrew Burnett? I mean, is that commentary on a guy who hasn't coached an NHL yes. team before? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Inexperienced, kind of, come on, that's, no, you're we, right. we oh, often I talk actually, about putting people in positions to succeed. Right. Maybe that's not it. Uh, if you're Arizona all day long, let, let everybody learn together making mistakes. But I don't know. I look at this Florida team, and it's they should be Stanley Cup contenders. It is remarkable how there's not a huge track record recently of first-time coaches having success. Keith's done well. but Br- Brunette's been an assistant coach there since 2019. 
yeah, a couple of years as so, an assistant. I just yeah. not 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 enough to. No, I know, but like there's a the knowledge there, you know. Like he knows the players. He's got, they're obviously really familiar with him. So. Well, I don't think they just pulled him out of the bowling alley, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying. Come on, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Hey, everybody. Grab a ticket. See who wants to coach for the Florida Panthers. <laughs> he's Andrew Burnett. Why I think he's played eleven hundred NHL games at, at least. Yeah, <laughs> and has a single season record for the Owen Sound Platers. But they've got. By the a, way, we all learned that before the show. Eleven hundred games. Who knew? They've got a lot of guys going right now. Sure do. You know, and the other, the other one too, which doesn't get talked enough about, Sammy, is this uh, Mason Marchment, who was. Developed. Were you were you with the Marlies when Mason was yeah, with the Marlies? And get this, it was wild. Have you ever seen someone he didn't make our team, but they didn't send him down to the ECHL because they just wanted him to be around and like put on weight and watch. He literally he went to the gym every day and ate a pile of protein and worked with the skills coaches before and after. He was relatively healthy for most of it, and they just wanted to develop skills and put some proper meat on his bone with like trainers and everyday attention. And then they worked him into the lineup and he was, became wonderful. Big guy. Oh, six, four, Good hands. rangy, great hands. You know, the skating was questionable. A couple dumb decisions here. Gets and there, his but, nose dirty. Oh yeah. Gee, I wonder what team could use that guy. What's he making Sammy? <laughs> well, we're pulling up guys' uh, income. Yeah. God, it I would, hope no one can pull you, up mine. You, you think he'd look okay in, as a Toronto Maple Leaf right now? Okay. I. God, what a dream he'd be. I don't know if I had – There's this is on record anywhere, but I was actually very upset about that trade, the the Malgin or Malgin for – Malgin. Ma- it's Malgin. And everyone's like, oh, it's just a Marley's – it's just a bottom half. Don't be upset about that. That very doesn't weird matter. Trade. Some, I think there had to be something more there. He must have wanted out. And then I honestly, no. I, that's not insider. No, I, he must have wanted out. He's from around the area. He's he, from around the area here. Yes. Well, if he's not getting an opportunity and he doesn't see a path forward, he may, may have said, all right, send me somewhere. I got a chance. Yes, of course. Cause that's what we do as minor leaguers, man. We demand trades. Hey, eh? get me out of here right now. Yeah. How about Barabanov? How about who else did Dubas trade as a favor? Uh, Letnin, Miko Letnin. So he's he makes 800k euros. You're giving me euros. I am giving you euros, <laughs> but he's made favor trades before for a guy who wants to do better. Well, well okay, listen. If it's not that, then it's a damn indictment because the guy's perfect. He was making nothing. He was on perfect trajectory. First thing I know, he's he's playing wing with Barkov. <laughs> oh my god! Like what a nightmare! What a nightmare this guy got. And how, how big is uh, this guy that uh, the Leafs traded for, Malgin? Doesn't matter. He's like I said. He's playing in. See, that's in that's the old Kyle Dubas, right? Yeah. I don't care if they're little. I want skill. So he thought he was skilling up. He did. I think he thought he had a guy that he could plug in like immediately. Mulgan is five foot nine. Is the answer? Lighten it up for Zurich this year. Zurich. Five foot nine for a six foot four guy. Well, who showed? Promise. Honestly, there has to be more here. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. What happened to Mason March? You're getting to nothing except a bad trade. Never talked, never assisted on a goal for the Marchment 6 4 2 10. <laughs> and his dad's nuts. Yeah. If he has just a little bit of his dad's nuts, he does. He does have a, a little bit. Then you're going to get something pretty good in 2021. 
Woof. But that's okay. We'll we'll forget about that one. Um, <laughs> the the one we didn't uh, we went to Scotty on, but haven't discussed ourselves was uh, PK. Do you want to do more on PK? Uh, you I done mean, done with? I, I, I am I am shocked that they find him. Last yeah. week, 5,000. Yeah, and what did not... Scotty just say? They find him 15,000 yeah, now? Yeah. Can they even do that? I didn't think the, the fines went up that high. I thought there was like a maximum. Well, this is maximum allowable. I wonder if there's like a repeat, like if you've been mm, fined probably. multiple times. I think Scotty thought it was like in Canadian funds, maybe 15,000. You know, blew my mind. Scotty thought that 71 <laughs> degrees was 15 degrees in Canada. Didn't he grow up in Canada? That's room temperature, brother. 21, 2021, 20, right on the nose. I have no idea. Uh, I guess I've lived in both countries. But I would have thought for sure that they would have slapped PK with one game to say. Just say, stop it. Enough. Just, I clearly heard some, uh, well, they were buddies. I feel like uh, he would, he could have been harder on PK because personally it's ridiculous to me. The three He's times within a month. He's booking him dinner reservations. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just Can't saying. rip on your I know. On your buddy, if you're booking dinner reservations. There was clear, he didn't want to carve the guy for a situation where I think he deserves some carving. Sammy, don't be calling me to get you dinner reservations, okay? Uh, don't worry. Okay, because I don't. I'm, I'll, I'm not I'll call even... you for some little Buddhas. Truth, truth is, we don't even know the names of the places to right. ask for reservations in the city yet, Kipper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I. Yeah. No, I don't think uh, Sammy's restaurants need reservations. No, I don't. I don't think they take them, the <laughs> ones that you go to, Sammy. They don't take them at McDonald's. No, oh, no, okay. no. But they do uh, have Uber Eats. So we got the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning coming to town. Timothy Lilligren getting his third game in a row. Thoughts on uh, expectations for the Toronto Maple Leafs going up against the big boys? Have they turned well, a corner for I, you with a three game win I, streak as I, we close I, out the show? I would hope that it would be uh, a low-scoring game for the Toronto Maple Leafs, which would mean that they're not going to try to open it up, which would mean that they're not going to exchange chances with them. So, 3-2? Yeah. Can you get a defensive effort? Can you get a defensive effort? And can you let Jack not have to steal you the game? Mm -hmm. That would go a long way for the Leafs to kind of convince people that they will, they're working themselves into, yeah, we're a top 10 team in the national hockey league. It does feel like it's fallen off from last year when it was sort of the outspoken focus of the group that they're going to become this defensive minded team. And they know, we know they can score, but can they defend? And they, you know, really made that a priority. It feels like they've let that slip this season. Again, I've mentioned that there's a lot of new guys on this team this year. And letting them find their place within the team, it's it's been a bit of a growing, there's been growing pains. But I think you're seeing real progress. It's not just the schedule. You're starting to see a look of what this team may be, and now they can turn the attention back to defense and, and a team focus. Colorado Avalanche, 4-4. Four and four. That's another weird one. Like, uh, yeah. they've gotten some battles, and we got, what, just news uh, today, Sidney Crosby is out now for what 10 days two weeks with uh what's sam what's covid situation around the league we got crosby on the feels like everybody yeah okay sharks got half their teams on it yeah you know colorado colorado's battled as well minnesota there was some talk that you know they were gonna try to figure out the protocols here if everybody's vaccinated and you know it's like an asymptomatic thing they they had had talked about that but i don't know if that got anywhere 
Don't think there's what more a ton can of they do? Yeah. What more, Sammy? Nothing. It's got to eat it, I guess. Play on. It's a compressed season with the Olympics. Oh, yeah. And there is no wiggle room to cancel games. So if you're an NHL player, just be careful. Wear your mask. Don't catch COVID. All right, JB. Good job today. You too, buddy. Sammy, Derek, get ready for your read tomorrow. Go home and uh, rehearse. Big read tomorrow from Derek, our tech guy. I'm Nick Kiprios for everybody here at Real Kipper and Born. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Sportsnet 590, The Fan.